0: Are there really many different roads to God? Is it true to say that Islam is a religion of peace? Do absolute truths really exist? Is the Bible truly the Word of God? For a discussion of these and other vital religious issues, stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy. Greetings in the name of Jesus our blessed hope and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. I'm delighted to have two great guys on the set with me today. One is Nathan Jones who is our uh, web minister. And the other is Dennis Pollock, who was uh, my colleague here at Lamb and Lion Ministries for 11 years before he decided in 2005 that he had had enough of me. And and he decided (laughs) to form his own ministry. And that ministry is called Spirit of Grace And it is a ministry that is focused on the nation of Africa. Although he does do ministry in India and in the Philippines, but you focus on Africa, right? We do. And in fact, the last time you were in uh, India, I believe you uh, got arrested.
1: Well, not technically arrested, but detained at the police station (laughs) while the uh, the the Hindus and the police argued back and forth, and the Christians, and uh, we we didn't know what was going on, but. delivered And then you found out they
0: had your passport.
1: They took our passport and didn't want to give it back. I think they were waiting for a So, this
0: foreign mission work can be exciting at times.
1: Yeah. flights and some of those things. Why? Well, I,
0: what I want to do guys is talk about some hot button religious, uh, religious issues here, and I'd like to get started with one of the hottest. And that is the idea that there are many different roads to God. Now, that is one of the things you hear everywhere today. Uh, you know, the, the, I, I guess the touchstone of American thinking today is tolerance. We've sure. got to be tolerant about everything. And so who are we as Christians to say Christianity is the only way to God? Surely there are many different roads to
1: God. How about it? Well, of course, what we represent, you, me, Nathan, are the evangelicals. You know, we believe the Bible. We believe what Jesus said. We believe what Paul said. We believe these were, their words were inspired. Uh, if you hold that position, there's no other conclusion you could possibly draw. I mean, just looking at Jesus himself, he said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, and no man can come to the Father except through me. He said, if you don't believe in me, you'll die in your sin." John writes, he that has a son has life, he that does not have the son of God does not have life. So basically you're left with one of two options. One, you believe the Bible and therefore you recognize Christianity as the only possible way, actually Jesus Christ is the only possible way to God. Or you throw out the Bible and say it doesn't really matter what anybody believes is fine. But... The question is a matter of credentials. You know, If you are going to tell me that you are convinced that any religion and all religions are all equal, I would say what are your credentials? Have you A, ever walked on water? Have you B, ever raised dead people? Uh, have you ever touched a leper and seen the leprosy d- uh, dissolve from his skin? If you haven't I will stick with Jesus. Or most
0: important of all, have you ever been resurrected from the dead?
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hmm. How about it Nathan? Well, like he said that there is one way, and Jesus said it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And it's not just the one time that's said in the Bible. 1 Timothy 2 5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. 1 John 5 5 Who is it overcomes the world? Only he who believes in the Son of God.
0: And Peter said, There's no other name under heaven by which a man may be saved.
2: So again and again, right. the Bible says there is one way to God. Now, that's. Hard for people. They want there to be many ways to God because they want to go their own way. But that God gives us a way that He sacrificed His own son. I mean what a sacrifice to, to for your own son to die horribly on the cross to create that way. We should be thankful that there is one way at least.
0: Well let me ask you this is Christianity really a better religion than other religions?
2: <laughs> I, uh, I would say yes, particularly because that we have a personal God now there 's many ways i 'm sure Dennis will cover a bunch of them, but in every other religion, there is no personal God there's a, You can look at uh, Hinduism where they have Brahman who 's represented oh. by three hundred million gods yes. you 've got Allah of Islam who is angry and wrathful and aloof. You have Buddhism, which really has no God whatsoever. In all these different religions, there is no personal God. But Christianity has a God who was willing to put himself on the cross to die to reconcile us back to Him again. It's a God who loves us, who has promised a great future for us. That, I think, is what makes Christianity completely different yeah. than the others and the greatest.
0: And one thing that certainly separates Christianity from all other religions is it's the only religion that exists. Where you do not work your way to heaven,
2: grace. You you
0: just every other religion, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, and then maybe you'll make it. But not in Christianity. It's a gift Mm. of God by grace through faith.
1: Yeah. When you watch television, you often will see in the commercials celebrity endorsements. And the, the uh, manufacturers of various products know that if they can get a celebrity to endorse their product, it really is going to impress a lot of people. You know, wow, Johnny Depp says this shampoo is the best one in the world. I've got to go buy a case and he's of, it. of had a yeah. And he uh, a of hair. And so, you know, they yeah. want to get important people, influential people to endorse their product. Well, if you look at the different religions, God Almighty, uh, King of the Universe, Creator of Everything that has ever existed has endorsed only one way. He has endorsed Jesus Christ and what he has to offer and what he had to say. The Bible says he was a man attested by God by miracles, signs and wonders. When he was baptized, God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased when he was on the mount of transfiguration he said this is my beloved son hear him god attested over and over again and through the resurrection of jesus christ never to die again he once again attested this is my son this is the way listen to him so that makes christianity not just superior but no. really the only possible uh way or philosophy or religion whatever you want to call it that we can approach god
0: and to go back to what you said uh really the essence of Christianity is not rules and regulations and all that sort the essence is a relationship, a relationship mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a person. Jesus said the essence of Christianity of, 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 of eternal life is knowing me. You're the one that sent me.
2: Well, Adam and Eve walked and talked and saw God face to face in the Garden of Eden. And God's been using the last few thousand years to get us back to that state where mankind walks and talks and has fellowship with God. And I think Satan
0: has even attested the fact that Christianity is the one and only true religion because it's the one he attacks all the time. And have you ever stopped to think about the fact that people use the name of Jesus as a curse word? He motivates people to use that name as a curse word. People don't use Muhammad as a curse word. They don't mm. use, a, you know, some Hindu it's god. stoned
1: as, if they do. <laughs> no, no, it's
0: just, yeah, they're dead yeah, if they do. <laughs> but it, it's, isn't that interesting? Yeah, yes. it is. Well, let's uh, come back to another re- uh, religious hot button in just a moment. Okay. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our discussion of hot-button religious issues. And I'd like to get right back to them with our guests Dennis Pollack and my colleague Nathan Jones. Fellas, what about the Bible? Is the Bible the Word of God or is it man's search for God and therefore full of myth, legend, and superstition?
1: Well, uh, as I have mentioned before Jesus Christ believed the Bible to be the Word of God. Paul believed the Bible to be the Word of God. Uh, of course, and God used him to write the Bible. And 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 truthfully, when one is born again, you, you're immediately drawn to the Scripture. I, I know it was so in my case. Before I was uh, a born again Christian, I, I really had my doubts. You know, it's a book of uh, men have written. It may have some good things, maybe have some bad things. I received Christ, and all that just dissolved. I mean, it was gone, and I was drawn
0: to it. I think that's one of the major evidences of a person being born again: is they're drawn to Scripture.
1: I really do. I, mm-hmm. I think so too. And, and Jesus quoted different aspects of the Old Testament that people tend to disbelieve. People love to make fun of the Adam and Eve story. Oh, Adam and Eve. Yeah, sure. Garden snake. Yeah, I've heard that before. Jonah and the whale. Jonah and the whale. <laughs> and Jesus believed these things. So the the Scriptures are are clearly inspired in Jesus understanding, they should be in ours if you if you know christ you will you know there was a I heard a story of a lady that was at a museum. She looked at a famous painting and there was a museum director leading her in a group around and she just didn 't like the painting at all. she said that is the ugliest thing. The museum director was highly insulted he said ma'am i 'll have you to know you don 't judge this painting. this painting judges you <laughs> in other words if you 're so stupid to think." that this is a lousy painting you have just revealed how stupid you really are. (laughs) Well let me moderate that a little bit but let me say you don't judge the Bible, the Bible judges you. If if your heart is all messed up and and if you really have a lot of ugliness in your life you won't have much use for the Bible. But if your heart is right with Christ, if you love God, if you are a person of prayer you will be drawn to the Bible.
0: What about what evidence do we have that the Bible really is the Word of God?
2: Well, I think people forget that the Bible isn't just one book. It's sixty-six books. It was written over fifteen hundred years by forty some authors. It's actually written in three different languages, but no matter what, across all sixty-six books there is one theme, and that's the restoration of man to God. Through the salvation by Jesus Christ for the glory of God. It is a unifying theme that crosses all the languages, the time periods, and the different authors. To me that is the strongest case that the Bible is the Word of God and we can trust it. And I love Second Peter 1, 20 and 21. First of all, you should know this, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from one's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So, it was the Holy Spirit that wrote through the men. And I think that is the best testimony for the Bibles, the fact that it has got that theme that runs throughout all of them by the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, certainly there are a lot of good testimonies. One would be the impact of the Bible on lives all Absolutely. through history oh, and today. That's and that's 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 our colleague uh, Jack Hollinsworth who lived on the streets for twenty years as a in an alcoholic days, and suddenly he comes to know Jesus Christ, gets into the Word, and now he's an evangelist. Uh, it's amazing the the impact. And of course, the one thing that nobody's mentioned, and I'm surprised, is Bible prophecy and the fact that the the Bible is full of prophecies. I mean, hundreds of prophecies, not just about the Messiah, cities, towns, nations, empires, individuals, all of which came true. Uh, And and you know, the the amazing thing about that, there's no other religious book in the world that contains fulfilled prophecies. There's not a single one in the Quran, not a single one in the uh, uh, Book of Mormon. Uh, but the Bible is full of prophecies that has to be
2: supernatural and specific the, um, prophecies, not the yes. general they're ones that specific. Mormons and Muslims not things Muslims like uh, Notre
0: that uh, you know yeah. just kind of weird stuff mm-hmm. that you can interpret in a hundred different ways.
1: Specific prophecies, mm-hmm. and they're there. It, it's it's interesting that one of the uh, accusations or one of the reasons that some of the Jewish leaders didn't believe in Jesus. Was they said, "Yeah, you're from Galilee. No prophet's <laughs> going to come from Galilee. We know where the Messiah is going to come from. He's going to come from Bethlehem, where David was. But you Galilean peasants, you have no right to claim the Messiah." <laughs> they were. They just didn't know. The reality was, of course, as we know, he was born in Bethlehem. There you go. So all these prophecies were filled in the Lord Jesus the first time around, and as we understand and and know and are convinced, they will also be fulfilled the second time.
0: Okay, I uh, mentioned at the beginning the program and one of the most popular things going around today in in religion is there's many different roads to God. But another one that's right up there at the top with it is the idea that everything is relative, there are no such things as absolute truths. In fact, there are evangelicals in the emergent church movement today who are taking that position that there is no such thing as absolutes. Everything is relative. What about
2: it? Well, did you know that Dennis does not believe in gravity? He doesn't. He He believes that gravity does not affect him whatsoever. So if anyone tries to drop anything onto Dennis... Because Dennis believes gravity doesn't exist it will just float away. Well, now we know that is absolute nonsense. We cannot fight the laws of gravity. It is just like saying that a chicken can give birth to something more than just an egg. We know chickens can only give birth to eggs. So, there are absolute truths. But it is interesting that as we get to be more and more of an affluent society in the West, how we have decided that we can create the universe around us based on our own image. And so we can create what we believe is truth and what is false. And we should just accept that of people. But your point is really, good because it's, it's strange to think that we
0: believe in absolute truth in every aspect of life right. except religion mm-hmm. yes morality, morality and that sort mm-hmm. of thing I mean there are absolute truth oh yeah there's absolute truth in flying an airplane in performing surgery, mm-hmm. prescribing medicine, we don't want anybody who's, who's a relativist doing those things. You yeah.
2: tell the IRS, I don't quite believe I should have to yeah. pay taxes, and therefore. But in I'm the not. area of morality and
0: religion, yeah. suddenly, no absolute truth. Depend at all. What about it?
1: Well, you know, nature, as you said, is filled with absolutes. So imagine that you decide you want to save money on in your freezer. You want to, you want ice cubes, but you're going to set it at 40 degrees, and you're just going to just going to meditate and think about the fact <laughs> that water's going to freeze at 40 degrees. Well, you can meditate all you want; it will not it freeze will. until it gets down to 32. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are so many absolutes just like that. And and God says. There are a lot of moral absolutes too. And, and one of the big ones is whatever a man sows that shall he also reap.
0: Now, you often make a point in your years of preaching that I've heard over and over that I want you to make now. And it relates to something you said when you were talking about gravity. And you, you know if you step off a bill and you fall. Right. But if you commit adultery there may not be any immediate effect. It right. might be, but may not be. This might go on for a long period of time. It, it's in the area of morality. There are absolutes, but you don't always feel the immediate re, uh, uh, result of that uh, of that era that you make.
1: Yeah, and now, and
0: expand on that. Well,
1: it, the re, the reality is there will be the kickback. You know, when I was. a, a I don't know maybe 13, 14 years old I fired my first shotgun and I was uh, shocked. I didn't expect what I was going to get <laughs> <Boom>. because that <laughs> thing just kicked me something fierce about knocked me over and I didn't like it much at all. I, I like the idea of me being a big hunter you know and, and shooting a gun but I didn't like the kick. But there is very much a scientific principle behind that and that is for every action there will be an equal and an opposite reaction. That is true in the moral area as well with the exception of the blood of Christ which takes the reaction on himself rather than putting it on us. Well, For every sin, there'll be a payback. For every every wicked deed you do, either you will be judged, or that judgment will fall on Christ. And and but because you don't see it immediately, you know, you you tend to think it's not true. Uh, you know, if and and one of the illustrations I've used was, if if every time a person cursed, uh, a ball peen hammer would materialize over their head and wrap <laughs> them three times. I mean, cursing would go immediately. But uh, you can curse and no hammer. You can lie and you may feel just as healthy and as fine as ever. You can commit adultery with your neighbor's wife, and you may be fat and sassy and may get a raise the next day. And you say, Well, you know, there's no God. He would surely be punishing me, wouldn't he? No, not necessarily. He may wait until the end. You know, he's you've got an appointment with him. And he will deal with you later. Now with his children, he tends to be a little quicker to discipline because they are his children. But with those that are not his children, a lot of times it's I'll see you later on. I always think of an
0: illustration you used one time when you said that on July the fourth, when everybody's out in their backyard barbecuing, that Madeline Murray O'Hare would get up on a stepladder so everybody could see her and shake her fist at the heaven and say, God, if you're real, strike me dead. Yeah.
1: And you said, It's a good thing you weren't God. <laughs> 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 yeah, well most of us would be a little more eager to, you know, kind of be a little more flashy. God is a little subdued in some ways. He, he's a little <laughs> on the quiet side, and so much so that people can disbelieve, but that's part of the plan because he wants us to walk by faith. There you go. If every time you committed a sin, he'd immediately, you know, you'd get judged and punished for it, there would be no need for faith. But we Christians say we believe Good that, that there Good is point. a God will he'll deal with sin. We're going to walk by faith. We're going to live through Christ.
0: Okay, let's shift gears here and go to another topic homosexuality has become one of the major issues in our society affecting everybody and the number one argument in on behalf of it is that homosexuals are born that way what about that
1: well number one it's not necessarily true there have been a lot of uh, men who have married have had children uh, clearly have had at least some attraction to women And then they announced, I'm a homosexual, I'm going to leave my wife, I'm going to desert my family, and I'm going to live with Frank or whoever. And uh, clearly if they... It's also gone the other way. Yeah.
0: Where homosexuals have quit that life.
1: Right. So, uh, but but the point I'm making is that clearly they had at least some attraction to women. But even if you say, from the time I was 7 years old I I was drawn to Mm -hmm. guys, that doesn't really prove anything. There are people from their youth that were filled with anger. There are people from their youth that had all kinds of issues. And it doesn't necessarily make it right. The truth is we're born in sin. There you go. And and uh, just because you have something that's that's ugly in your life doesn't mean you have to yield to it. Uh, let's consider a heterosexual situation. Let's let's say a young man gets married and he says to himself, "Well, uh, I know that now that I'm married, I'll never be attracted to another woman. I'll never find another woman the least bit attractive. I'll only have eyes for my wife. Suddenly, he sees a beautiful lady at the office. She flirts with him. He finds some attraction. What does he say? Well, I, I, I guess I've got an adultery gene in me, so I better just <laughs> yield to it. I, I guess I was really born with a roving eye, so I might as well just give in and enjoy myself. No, you say, that's not right. You know, I, I may feel something toward this lady, but I'm married to this lady and I'm going to be truer. That's what godly people have done all the way down the line. Being godly doesn't mean you don't ever feel a temptation to do wrong, it means you refuse to yield to it through the power of Jesus Christ.
0: And you know, the problem too with this argument that, well, is born that way, you could use that same argument to justify pedophilia.
1: Sure, you absolutely could.
0: I mean, a pedophile could oh, just say, "I was born that way." Yeah. So what's the difference?
1: Well, you know, Adolf Hitler was a, a very angry little boy in school. They had all kinds of problems with him. He was born with with anger and and, and an aggressive, obnoxious personality. So should we not judge Hitler? Well, the poor little guy, he was just doing <laughs> what's natural.
0: Well, I th- I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think it's right. We are all born with a sin nature. Sure. That sin nature manifests itself in different ways in yeah. different persons. Mm-hmm. You could say some people are natural born liars, natural born adulterers, natural born thieves, natural born this or that or whatever. Right. But that doesn't mean that that gives you a license to just go out and, and live that way. Yeah.
1: And Jesus said you must be born again which means you get a new start, a new birth, a mm-hmm. new nature. Mm-hmm. And the flesh will still be around. There may be a battle. There may be a struggle and a war. But you don't have to yield. Right. Anything?
2: Well, I think what Jesus said, He defined what marriage is. He defined what a sexual union is in Matthew nineteen four through 5 In that, in the beginning, the Creator made them both male and female. And He said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So, the way God created it is that one man one woman, they marry for life. Anything outside of that. And we're not just talking homosexuality here. We're talking uh, fornication, which is sex outside of marriage. We're talking about polygamy. Any kind of the sexual sins is outside what God has yes. created. So that we're saying that God created people as homosexuals would be against the, what the Creator has meant. God does not create people to go against what He has created. But like you said, the sin nature is what changed that.
0: Another very divisive issue in our society is abortion. And uh, so let me ask you the question, shouldn't a woman have the right of privacy to choose an abortion uh, if she wants one?
1: It it reminds me of uh, uh, a debate between a couple of politicians. I won't mention who they were. It happened some time ago. But the liberal one said to his conservative opponent, I want you to repeat this statement. I want you to, to say, of course he knew he would never say it. He said, I want you to say I believe in a woman's right to choose. Well, I was watching the debate and I was thinking, oh, I wish I could be in his shoes for a minute and just answer that. Because what I would have said would be, you didn't finish the sentence. There you go. Uh, Mm -hmm. You said a woman's right to choose. Choose what? Choose a red purse versus a blue purse? No, what you really mean is a woman's right to choose to have a doctor go in and inject a saline solution into her body and scald that unborn baby to death. Or in the case of the late term abortion... To go in and slice that baby into pieces and pull the pieces out. Is that what you're telling me? A woman should have the right to choose. And of course, nobody in their right mind could accept that.
0: Very well done, because it, what, really what you're saying, a woman should have the right to choose to murder her child.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me give you another example. A lot of people make a big deal about the, chi- the child of, of a rape, yes. uh, and the, the, uh, the, uh, a fetus as a result of a rape, and they say, oh, well. Of course, any reasonable person would know we have to put it to death. Uh, but let's me me let me, let put it a little differently. Suppose the mother gives birth to the child, little girl, and uh, she's now one-year-old. She's, she's dressed in a cute little pink dress with, with ribbons in her hair. And the mother looks at the little one-year-old girl and says, uh, oh, this girl reminds me of the fact I was raped and that she is the product of a rape. And the mother pulls out a knife and kills her baby the police haul her off to prison. She stands before a judge who just says, what were you thinking of killing your baby? She says, your honor, don't you understand? This was the product of a rape and no product of a rape has a right to exist. What judge in this entire country would listen to such an argument? Is it any different when that child is inside the womb as opposed to outside the womb? I don't believe in God's eyes there's a bit of difference.
0: It just makes me shudder to think that we have the blood of almost sixty million children on our hands oh, in this yeah. nation, and God is not going to let that pass by. No. This nation is under judgment.
1: The the blood of the innocent is crying out to God for judgment and it will it will come.
0: I, I remember a statement by Ronald Reagan one time. He wrote a whole book about abortion and why he was huh. opposed to it, and in, in that book he made the comment it's I find it very interesting that all those who are in favor of abortion Have already been born.
2: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Well, it's a way of
0: getting to the heart of (laughs) of issues. Oh my goodness! Well, uh, we are certainly uh, constantly bombarded with questions about what is the Christian response to this, and the Christian response. I'm amazed. I I get you know emails. Well, what should be the Christian response to this? The Christian response to that? It's as if the average Christian has no concept of what a Christian worldview is. What is a worldview, and what would be the Christian worldview?
2: Well, I would go with the, the Christian worldview, or the worldview is actually is a German term. It's called Weltanschauung. Go back to my old German, and it means a comprehensive conception or image of the universe and of human humanity's relation to it. In other words, how we see the world. What color of the, the sunglasses you put on yeah. is the color that affects the world. And there's three main worldviews. There is the humanist worldview, a worldview that sees there is no God affecting us and that we humanity are the ultimate and then we judge the world based on what's best for us. There's the second one is the religious worldview and that is there is a deity out there we don't know what it is and we need to work our way towards understanding that deity. And then there's the third and that's the biblical worldview. And that looks at the world through the lens of the Bible, what the Bible teaches, what it says. Yeah. And so those three world worldviews cover all the worldviews of humanity and they affect how we relate to each other, how we view the universe and what things we see.
0: Back to Christ in prophecy, and I want to thank Dennis Pollock, our special guest today, for being with us and sharing your insights. Always a joy to have you with us, Dennis. Thanks, Dave. How about telling the viewers how they can get in touch with you?
1: Sure, you can find us at the website SpiritOfGrace.org.
0: Thank you. Well, folks, that's our program for this week, and I hope it's been a blessing to you. I hope you'll be back with us next week, the Lord willing, when we will be discussing major Bible prophecy issues, like whether or not the pre-tribulation rapture concept is too new to be true. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our
2: redemption is drawing near. What will happen when you die? This monumental question is answered by Dr. David Reagan's book titled Eternity Heaven or Hell. Many other questions concerning the afterlife are answered in this easy to understand book based upon the clear teachings of the Bible. What about the resurrection and judgment? What will heaven be like? Is hell for real? Are there many roads to God? How can we be certain of life after death? Are you living with an eternal perspective? Many answers are provided to the most common questions people ask about life and death. And this book can be yours for a donation of $20 or more. This includes the cost of shipping. Just call the number you see on the screen between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, or order online at lamlion.com. And while you're at it, consider ordering an extra copy for your pastor and church library. Lamb and Lion Ministries is a non-denominational faith ministry that depends upon your donations to keep this program on the air. Please consider making a donation today to assist us in our effort to proclaim the soon return of Jesus. Also consider becoming one of our prophecy partners. You can find the details about our prophecy partner program on our website at lamblion.com by clicking the donate button.